Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. You want something new? They got it. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, the best brands. Maybe a pre-owned inventory. Well, that may fit your budget. And they have plenty of that, and it's all with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummers, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day, another depressing Flyers moment. Cancel behind his back, Rust Crosby fires, he scores! Sidney Crosby again! Still amazes me. And this puck came out of the net as quick as it went in, and he, he goes down to that one knee so he can gain some leverage and raise the puck. He goes down and... Wow. Once again, I will quote Flyers fans, why can't he be our guy? Excuse me, I just vomited again. He'd own that town. Probably, yes. What? Penguins got him, you didn't. Penguins got Mario Lemieux, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be bad you gotta be bad at just the right time to do it. (laughs) You gotta be really bad at just the right time to do it. So at least they got the win the night before. And they still took the season series, so there's that. That's under the category of, like, you're really... I know, that's all I got left. <laughs> okay. That's under the category, we're going nowhere, this is what I came up with. Really? I mean, Tuesday night's game was... or Sorry, Monday night's game was the first time I enjoyed watching Flyers hockey in a matter of weeks and it just went back to that last night. (laughs) (sighs) Well, it's almost over. You have three games left, thank God. Three games left. You ain't gonna worry about the Sixers. And the Sixers are pretty good. That they are. Especially if they can stay healthy. They, hey, now, look, they're they're really good. What's interesting is that their margin of error is really thin. You know, when Embiid's not there, they're, they're not nearly as good. When Simmons isn't there, they aren't nearly as good. Now, can you say that about a lot of teams? Yeah, but some of the really great teams have endured injuries. The Sixers, you know, it's interesting. Embiid's out, but Dwight Howard can play. But see, Howard can't do the 40-minute thing. 
can't play 30, 35 minutes in a game. can't do that anymore and be a peak efficiency. When Embiid's available, Howard then can play the perfect role for him. I think Tobias Harris can play the perfect role for him. When these guys are asked to do more, it's a struggle. There's a limit as to what they can and can't do. And that is... That's going to be obvious. I mean, look, I mean, the Lakers, they don't have LeBron. And LeBron's not going to play this week either. He even said something to the effect of, I don't know if I'm ever going to be the same again. (laughs) Now, everybody has to be themselves. So the personality of Jordan is not going to be the same as LeBron. But did you ever hear Jordan complain about an injury? I mean... Yeah, I mean, Bird had a bad back. We all knew it. Did you ever hear though Bird complain about it? Nope. So, but yeah, everybody is open in their own ways. The governor was here today. said something about the restraining order against the suit, but that, that came through the Attorney General's office. I don't... F-O-U-L-E-D! That spells fouled up! Uh, yeah, it does. Oh. They were talking about the uh, urgency of getting people vaccinated in the state. They're trying to urge more students to do it. That was the purpose of it. It was the governor, President Barron, James Franklin, Theo Johnson. As a student athlete, James is uh, uh, finished with his vaccination regimen, so he has his. Uh, Theo Johnson has had one; he still needs a second one, and that's where it is. Now, I don't. Do you have the numbers in the state, man? I, I don't know how accurate all the numbers are. I've seen now the forty-two and a half percent of fully vaccinated seems to be rather consistent. But I've seen as high as 62% with at least one of the Pfizer or if you have Johnson and Johnson, you're done. Um, but on Pfizer and Moderna, I've, I've heard up to 62% have that. Is that correct? Based on your knowledge. I mean, I'm just the dopey sports guy. I only break the, <laughs> I only break the stories. Um, no, as of today... Um, there are 8.8 total vaccine doses administered and over 3.6 mil fully vaccinated. That was, that was okay. according to the update today from the Department of Health. I don't have percentages, but... Well, the percentage, first of all, 20.6% of those living in Pennsylvania are under the age of 18. So now we're dealing with the 79.4% in terms of getting 70% of the 79.4% vaccinated. Once again, you thought I did no research on this. Um, <laughs> that has all been proven wrong after yesterday. And so that's why I saw, uh, it was I think it was through Johns Hopkins, 
I'm really strange. I use reputable sources. Uh, but, and I think it was, it was a Johns Hopkins story on the percentage that have at least had one. Because I've seen it as low as 50.6%. Then I saw the 62% thing. And I'm like, holy mackerel. I didn't realize it was that many that have had at least one, which means that you have people now that would be in line to get the second one, which would close the gap faster on getting to 70%. Now, we don't know how many... Well, now, here's the part we don't know, how many people have had it and about it counting toward herd immunity. I don't know. That part I that part I don't know. I mean the Washington Post um, ran a story about Johnson and Johnson. And said that people seeking coronavirus vaccine appear eager actually to receive Johnson & Johnson. Now, obviously, there is a warning on it, especially for women under the age of 50. Got it. But the reason that they prefer it, let's see, uh, a blue card sat on the windshield of Josh Wolven's black Hyundai Tucson, probably bought at Summary Motors, I might add, a spot of color in the sunshine at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So immediately, linkage to the suit, He is now, his ears are perked up. It signaled to nurses at this drive-by immunization clinic that Wolven and his mother, uh, Debbie Shipp, wanted Johnson & Johnson single-dose virus vaccine. Not their choice of Pfizer's two-shot regimen. Said both selected Johnson & Johnson for the one-and-done convenience. They wanted this to be like Virginia basketball in a normal year, one-and-done. Huh? You like that? No. What? <laughs> you, sir, are my hero. I mean, this is not a shickle of me football broadcast where the where the one liners are written. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's no government data yet on whether health authorities on the ten day halt in the administration of J and J soured people on the product. But on Tuesday, for example, 1,355 people at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway chose J&J, 407 chose Pfizer. There is something to be said for the one and done. Now, again, it does come with the warning. It does come with the warning because of the 10-day pause. But I just find it interesting. Um... The uh, that they're actually seeing uh, strong enough numbers of people who want the one. So we'll see. I do I have percentages get... now, Steve. By the way, so this well, was I this. Mean, is... what, were you hoping I would take the show until seven o'clock <laughs> until you got it? I mean, I can't fill until you come up with the info that the America needs. I, I mean, look, why, why don't you go back to running the board, Kyle? You be on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am back to running the board now. Okay.
Uh, so we're at, so we're at 40, 42.2% of 18 or older are fully vaccinated in PA. 50.9% okay, so have at least one dose. Okay. In the state? In the state. Yeah, this is from the Department of Health in today's update. Okay. So, okay, if, all right, 50 point, so that, that, so I said there was a difference between the two numbers. So the two numbers I gave you is one segment actually were correct, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So my question is, of the 50.4%, does that mean, like, we don't know how many have had J&J, which is one. Is that 50.4%? That includes people who have two already. Yeah. So fully administered. Yeah. When it says fully, it's either you have the J and J or you've gotten both shots of Pfizer or Moderna. Right. That's just how right. they classify it as that as fully vaccinated. Okay. Right. Okay. And then the, right. the fifty point nine is you've got you've got one of the two. Well, that means we're closer to this than we realized, right? I think so. I mean, obviously, I'm no expert on it. I'm only the sports guy. <laughs> I mean, if you look at this, we're at the, the department also said today we're at a seven-day moving total of eighty-one thousand three hundred people per day receiving vaccinations. So it's not it's not a bad pace to be at, and and PA continues to be in the top ten in total doses administered in the United States. Okay. So, right, let's do some simple math here. What's the population of the state? Population of the state's what about 12 and a half million? Right? I believe so. I'll double check that. I, I, I can't do everything. I can't. I need, I need some help here. <laughs> yes, 12.8 million. There you go. Okay, so so once again, I was close. Yes. All right, that's all you're trying to say. Okay, <laughs> times point um, 206. So you're going to eliminate 2.6 million children. So let's just say, let's round it off, let's say 10.2 million people. All right? That sound correct to you? Yes. Okay, so 10.2 million. Okay, times 70%, oops, 0.70, which means you have to have 7.14 million vaccinated fully. So how many have been fully vaccinated in the state? Fully vaccinated right now, it is 8.8 million. Correct. It can't be right. Eight point eight. I'm sorry. That's total vaccine doses. I'm sorry. Fully vaccinated is three point six, three point six mil. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. So that means we got to get. So it's got to be two and a half million more, right? Three point six. No, three and a half million more. Yeah. Okay. So three and a half million more have to have to finish it now. But some. But many already have one, right? Correct. So, according to the data here, we're at. One, a little over 1.8 billion partially vaccinated, meaning they received one one of the two dose vaccines. 
So that means we're going to get another, what, 1.5 to 1.7 million people? Yeah. That's about. Okay. All right. Okay, we got uh, more to talk about today. We're going to talk about basketball rules. All right, we're going to get into, because believe it or not, they're actually basketball rules they're contemplating. Now, we'll talk about that um, in, a, in a moment. Uh, I know when the suit uh, coached uh, CYO basketball, he used to t- teach uh, clutch and grab defense. Uh, it's like no, it's you can't you can't do that. No good, no good, no good. Coach Suit, if a man gets past me, what I do? Grab his jersey. <laughs> but, but 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 Coach Suit, that's cheating. Exactly. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Do as I say. <laughs> All right, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, one of the truly, I think, great guys in the business is Colorado coach Tab Boyle. Uh, we've had him on the show before. Uh, and uh, I've you know I've had a chance to talk to him personally, and we have mutual friends, and he's the kind of guy that uh, when he talks, you know, I have great respect for what he has to say. Well, he is the head of the rules committee; uh, he's the uh, committee's chair, and he's he's talking about rule changes, and they're, they're going to take a look at some potential rule changes today. They aren't big, all right. This is not big. But he did say, he said, the one thing I've learned about being on the rules committee is that we've got to be very, very slow and cautious to make changes. I think the game is at a pretty darn good place right now. And I agree with that. Any changes we make to the game, they have to be well thought out. Again, this is one of the reasons why I like this guy. We don't always know unintended consequences. How often do you hear me talk about that? And so many times when we are unsure or let's say we're 50-50 on a rule, we experimented with the NIT as a training ground. Exactly. So here are the two rules that uh, Matt Norlander of CBSSports.com wrote this article. Matt did a great job with it. Here are the two things that he says are likely to be recommended. Number one, and, and one is goes right to the heart of the game, and the other one goes to um, the coaching of it. One is laptops, tablets will be allowed on the bench for coaching purposes only. Look, it's 2021. Technology exists. Let the coaches have laptops and tablets on the bench to coach with. That's fine. I have no issue with that. This one I think is really important. Tweak traveling interpretation to universally allow players to Eurostep, use spin moves, and step backs. And Doug, Doug uh, Birdsong would, would agree with me on this. Officials are really good with the Euro with the Euro step. They're really good with it. I think they call it right almost every time I see it. Step backs. Officials are really good with how they call step backs. I think on both, no issue. The spin move is the one that they mess up because it's too quick for them. Uh, How often have you seen somebody spin to the bucket and it's called for traveling? Now, I'd like to point out to the suit that when we play pickup basketball, you actually do have to dribble the ball. (laughs) 
you just can't catch it, spin, and keep on running. It's like at some point, the ball has got to be on the deck. <laughs> I, I, he taught youth sports for years. That is what I've been told, yes. Oh, God. It, it explains reasons why some teams don't advance in the state tournament. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> because the coaches on the high school level have to spend so much time breaking their players of habits. All right. But the spin move, the officials foul up more often than not, only because it's just so quick. This now takes that off their plate, and I like it. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great. New inventory all over the lot. It's fabulous stuff. Sunbury Motors has it all. And not only that, great pre-owned inventory. I mean, if that's what fits your budget, you want to make sure it's got the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Sorry, you're about to... I mean, I don't have one. But the Peloton story. I mean, I remember last year, people were getting Pelotons, and the suit invested in Schwinn. I said, it's not the same thing. Uh, does he scare you? F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells Falda! So we'll see what, they, what, what comes of that story. So now back to the basketball story for a moment. So we were talking about... Um, the rules, and I was explaining, there are really only two of them that it looks like, according to Matt Norlander's story on CBSSports.com. Um, there are 13 potential rule changes up for discussion, but it looks like only two of them probably have a realistic shot of getting their laptops, tablets, being allowed on the bench for coaching purposes only. I agree with that. In fact, I brought. I think I brought that up on the show... I want to say three years ago I brought it up. That it's something they needed to consider. Now I was talking mostly in a football vein, but you know, I, I mentioned it in basketball as well. Look, we're at that point now, technology wise. And then I talked before the break about tweaking the interpretation to universally allow players to Euro step, use spin moves, and step backs. Euro step has never been a problem. I think every official I have watched make a call into Eurostep has made the right call. Step backs, every time I've seen a guy go on a step back, every single time I've seen the official make the right call. I've never seen an official miss a call on either one of those. I haven't. Maybe Doug has. I haven't. But on spin moves, I see missed calls all the time. It's just too quick for people. And they assume that because you know, these young players are so quick with that, boom, that dart move to the basket. And you sit back and go, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't see their feet to tell. You can't, because it's that quick. I'm glad that you know to loosen the interpretation of that. It's really good for the game. It's good for offense. So I like that. 
unlikely to be recommended. Widening the lane to 16 feet. Currently, it's 12 feet. I think you should stay at 12 feet. That's me. Uh, I like the idea of 12 feet because with the three-point line moved back, I want to create space between the edge of the lane and the three-point line. If you move the lane and widen it to 16 feet, okay, which is obviously you're going to take this and move it two feet out on either side, you're now cutting the space between the lane and the three-point line, which then to me takes spacing in that in that area out of the game. I don't want that. I want the spacing in there. I say keep it at 12 feet. Uh, Ward possession to the defense on a, after a held ball. I mean, you know why there aren't any jump balls anymore. The officials don't know how to do it. They're not any good at it. And they'll tell you, they're not very good at it. They've had, you know, it used to be every time there was a jump ball, you'd have, you know, you'd have a jump ball. Well, now it's a hell ball and it's alternate possession. So for the time being, I say keep it that way. Uh, somebody talked about the possibility of eliminating the 10-second uh, backcourt rule. No. Uh, keep that in there. Keep that in there. Um, there's a lot of drama trying to get the ball up the floor at times. Uh, they changed the rule and properly did so, mm, what, two years ago? Two, three years ago? Where... If you're coming up the floor and you're at eight and the ball gets knocked out of bounds, uh, you get a new ten. Nope, they changed that. If it gets knocked out of bounds at eight, you still you have two seconds to get it over. That was a great change. But if you call a timeout, you get a fresh ten. And I pointed out in a game between Maryland and Penn State. Miles Dredd was hung up in the backcourt late in the game, and Jim Ferry used a timeout. Coach at that point is allowed to call the timeout. He called the timeout, got his team a fresh 10. It was a great coaching move. Uh, so, uh, you know, they say eliminate the 10-second backcourt rule. No, I say keep it in. I think that's that's good for the game. And the NBA, by the way, it's eight. Allow offensive team to decline two free throws in the final two minutes and overtimes and opt for inbound instead. I'd like to see that experimented with in the NIT. Just to see how it works. Eliminate the five-second closely guarded rule. I wish this was not on the a list of unlikely to be recommended because I think it should be out of the game. It's one last thing for the officials to do. Right now, if you're dribbling the ball, they can't call five seconds. But if you pick up your dribble and you're holding the ball and then get trapped, they can call five seconds. Look, you have a shot clock. You have a shot clock. Okay? You don't need a closely guarded rule. Just keep playing. Now, the ability to get the ball inbounds in five seconds? Oh, I'm all for that. I think that's that's a great call. But I would, you know, I would completely eliminate me, the five-second closely guarded rule, and just... You had a shot clock. It has no purpose anymore. Uh, but that's under the category of not likely to be recommended. Allow instant replay on shot clock violation in final two minutes overtime and a missed shot. I thought you could already look at that anyway. I mean, we saw in the NCAA tournament, the final four, they took a look at a shot clock violation almost right away. They should have in the Penn State-Wisconsin Big Ten tournament game. That was a follow-up in the first half. Uh, Allowance to replay on a, on basket interference goaltending calls, but only 
if and after an official calls the violation. Yeah, this is an, under the unlikely to be recommended. The only thing I'll say about goaltending is I would like to have under replay, I would like to have them to have the ability not to look at the arc of the ball because I think that's too hard. To, that's subjective. And, you know, you have to have, I think, exactly the right angle of camera angle to call that. But where you can take a look at it, in my opinion, and I've talked about this for a couple of years, did the ball hit the backboard before you, the defender, hit the ball? In other words, you went up to block the shot, you you blocked it, it hit off the backboard, no goaltending. Ball went up, it hit the backboard, then you hit it, goaltending. Yeah, I think you should be allowed to look at that replay. Uh, potential two-year NIT trial period. They think this is what's going to happen. Two timeout limit per team uh, with under two minutes of regulation throughout the overtimes. Eh. Eh, I'm not crazy about that. Look, they already knocked it from five timeouts down to four with the use it or lose it, so you only get three in the second half anyway. So, eh. Eliminate offensive basket interference and use the FIBA rule, the international rule, where the ball is always live after it makes contact with the rim. Every time I watch the Olympics and I'm watching this or an Olympic trial, I was like, I've never liked the rule. I've never liked that, so I wouldn't like to see that. Now the big debates. Modifying the six-foul rule. Players would be allowed three fouls per half. Player would be disqualified in any half if they get four fouls. No. I agree with you. You're absolutely right. Absolutely not. The only thing, the only modification I would make to the foul-out rule, which is a total out-of-the-box proposal, is that if a player gets a fifth foul, it's automatically three free throws. Automatically. And even if you, your team foul, even if it's, hey, you're in the backcourt, I tried to steal it, it's my fifth foul, and it's only team foul number three, nope, it's automatically three free throws. And in that case, to me, it would be, um, um, if you really want to put some sting in it, three free throws plus the ball. Nah, I, I keep it the way it is. Uh, I, no, I'm not saying change it. I'm saying oh. I would throw that out to. Let's talk about it. Oh, okay, I see. All right, I, I you know let's 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 throw this around the table. We're brainstorming. Um, you know, every idea is a good idea. Although I go back to Monday staff meeting, I don't know if that really holds true. Uh, but you know, you know, every idea is worthy of discussion. So let's discuss it. Look, the number of fouls is based on the on the eight minute formula. That's what it's based on. The NBA has a forty eight minute game; they have six fouls. College basketball has a forty minute game; they have five fouls. Okay, I wouldn't change the foul part of it, but I I would throw that out if you wanted to keep players from fouling out. Really make it a penalty for every foul they keep getting beyond from five and above. I'd throw that out for the discussion and see what they thought. And then the other one is, the other big debate is 10-minute quarters. Men's college basketball is the only sport that does not have 10, that does not have quarters. The NBA has four 12-minute quarters. Women's basketball has four 10s. WNBA has, I think, four 10s. 
international basketball has four tens, and men's basketball on the collegiate level has two halves. Uh, high school basketball is four quarters. Here's the reason that's that there will not be a change in that, and it's it's one word and one word only. Television. Yes. College basketball, and Dave Gavitt, the late Dave Gavitt, talked about this. Dave Gavitt, who was brilliant, understood, and he emphasized this when talking with his people, the college basketball was meant to be played in two-hour TV windows. So I'm going to take everyone back to the 2012-2013 season. Let's go back nine years ago. They decided they wanted to call. They wanted to. They thought there was too much contact going on in the games. So every touch foul was a foul. And yeah, I know if you ever play with, uh, you know, the suit always has a theory: no autopsy, no foul. It's just no. I don't know. He he scares me. Okay. F O U L E D. That spells foul. Okay. So, but everything was a foul. Touch foul. Touch. So they wanted to get no. They wanted to get contact out of the game, especially at the perimeter. Well, they decided that they were going to look at the first thousand games. And so you're asking, how long does it take to get to a thousand games? Well, when they talk on the NCAA level about a thousand games. They're talking about divisions one, two, and three combined. So about a thousand games usually gets you to, to December fifteenth. So the season started in November. It goes up, and now we get to that last week before December fifteenth. And Dick and I both know that this is getting ridiculous. Games are going two ten, two fifteen, two twenty, two twenty. Well, amazingly, they then started reverting back to the old rules. And suddenly the game started getting into the two-hour window. So let's not just think about the television part of it for a moment. Let's think about the fan in the stands, Soika, the Bryce Jordan Center, whatever it may be. They know when the game is long. You can just feel it. You don't have to look at your watch. You just got to feel like, man, this game's taking a long time. Oh, this is really dragging to the finish. Oh, man. What? You can tell. Or, or, it's, or the opposite. Well, that game really moved in the first half. That game really. This game is really moving. Fans can tell, and it's great for them in the stands, knowing the game is supposed to be fitting into a two-hour window. They're thinking if it's a one o'clock tip-off, the game's over by three o'clock. So that, you know, so that even the fan in the stands is thinking that, and plus for TV, it fits nicely as well. College football used to be in those three-hour windows. They got to start somehow getting it back closer to a three-hour window if they can. I think it's just better for the game because even the fans in college football know. Oh God, that was a long game today. It was three hours and twenty-five minutes. I mean, the fan in the stands knows. All you got to do is sit there just through gut feel, you know. And so you've got plenty of commercial breaks: sixteen, twelve, eight, four. Then halftime and whatever. And then in the second half, you got 16, 12, 8, 4, plus the first call timeout in the second half is a long timeout. You get five of them for your commercial breaks in the second half. So that's nine commercial breaks you're guaranteed as a TV entity when doing it that way. 
the NCAA tournament, it's a guarantee of 10 because the first time I called in the first half because they need to make the inventory back with the rights fee is also a long time out. So it, for TV, it fits really well with the two 20-minute halves and the four timeout breaks. That's one of the reasons why you're not going to see it happen. I think everybody's comfortable with how the men's game is played right now and the timing of it. Totally agree, but as someone that has sometimes seen a women's game that's 10-minute quarters and then a men's game that's 20-minute halves back-to-back, you don't you, you can't believe the difference in terms of game flow and how long it they take. Yeah, I've I've I did the NIT, remember, in 2018. And Penn State won it. So I did five games with quarters in a row. Oh, that's right. And, yes. And after, well, no, I'm, I'm just pointing out that I've done it. Um, in the first game, it takes a little bit to get used to it. And I remember they were tweaking it as they were going. They, they were struggling as to when to put the time. It, it, it wasn't until the quarterfinal game where they finally got it down as to where to put certain timeouts. So they were experimenting with it as they were going. And it's okay. I mean, you get used to it. It's not It's not something you don't get used to. It's something you don't... I mean, I got used to it. And I was like, okay, well, it's the way it is. It's fine. I mean, do I have a preference? Yeah, I prefer a 20-minute halves. Just like when I'm doing minor league baseball, I, I, you know, I don't prefer having the runner on second to start the 10th inning. But, that, but do you get used to it? Yeah, you get used to it, and you don't really think about it. But, I mean, you know, you adapt quickly. It doesn't mean that's your preference, but it's not something you're going to go out and, you know, grab a protest sign. <laughs> I'll never forget those guys in front of me at Williamsport. That's not baseball. <laughs> I, I did everything I could to keep from laughing on the air. It was so funny. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Key, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Uh, I, you know, a couple things. I just wish they would, you know, talk about the officials with the, the pivot move. That's going to be loosened up. That's great. I'm glad to see that. It's just too quick for everybody. I But I also wish... 
they'd get rid of the foul and the dribble handoff. For goodness sakes, just let the game keep going. Swallow the whistle. Move on. Okay? Every time that you're like, oh. and, and not only that, it always happens in a flurry. They do it. Now they do it. They do it. Okay, okay, I got it. Uh, you know, we, okay, it's just one less thing to call. Okay, and stop taking it away from the offense. Block, charge, I don't care what anybody says. Okay? 90% of them are blocks. 90 to 95% of them are blocks. Well, he's, he, now notice he gets to the spot. Gets to what spot? <laughs> you know, he's entitled to the spot. If you are standing there and planted and get belted and you don't move, you've got your spot. Other than that, okay, guess what? The foul's on you. <laughs> What the NCAA, Steve, needs to tell the officials is something to the effect of swallowing the whistle, but treat every game as if it's a playoff game and swallow the whistle, let him play. Because then you take away of some of the other whistles and stoppages so you can keep your 20-minute halves. And the second thing with the officials is, I've seen this too many times in, in Bucknell games this year, men's and women's basketball, where a team gets call for a ton of fouls and the fouls are like 5-0 let's say in men's basketball early on and then second half comes and they're calling those types of fouls to even things out don't even it out as you say call what you see if they're committing that many fouls so be it don't try to even it up and kill the time if the officials are half the problem besides the TV stuff Look, I think, first of all, officiating is very, very hard. So I have a lot of respect for officials. It is extremely difficult. That's why I'm for eliminating certain elements. Like, for example, no need to call a foul at a dribble handoff. It's one less thing for the official to call. The spin move, move, for example, now being taken out there, that's good. One less thing to, okay? So you can just call the obvious stuff. Instead of the subtle stuff. Back with you tomorrow.